what we were really excited about was to create some traction for more women to feel comfortable coming into the racing scene, which is dominated primarily right now by men, and to show them that they belong there regardless of the category or regardless of their performance level, that they're best every race, whether it's just starting or whether it's finishing first on the podium was like a totally acceptable and right way to race in that there is no right way. It's just showing up and having a good time. and welcome to another episode of Platform, the podcast. I have a really fun uh, guest with me today, Elliot, who is the co-founder of Ruckus Racing. And just so that I make sure I do it justice, I'm going to actually just let Elliot tell you about what Ruckus Racing is. So Elliot, first off, welcome to the show. And what the heck is Ruckus Racing? First, thanks for having me on the on the podcast here. Really excited to Um, share more about Ruckus and what we are trying to do in the Vancouver cycling community. But I think the core of what Ruckus Racing is, is quite simple. And I think that's why it's been so salient with people and within the community is it's really about getting more women racing bikes at the level that they feel that they can achieve. So I think what's um, what my experience was very early on in racing, because I still am quite a new racer, was there was a lot of expectation for women to continue um, competing at higher and higher levels with less ability just to be comfortable in the category that they were racing in um, and to be confident that they were where they were meant to be versus having constantly chasing expectations. And so I think what we were really excited about was to create some traction for more women to feel comfortable coming into the racing scene, which is dominated primarily right now by men. Um, so to create more visibility and representation for women in racing. And to show them that they belong there regardless of the category or regardless of their performance level, that they're best every race, whether it's just starting or whether it's finishing first on the podium was like a totally acceptable and right way to race in that there is no right way. It's just showing up and having a good time. Yeah. And I, I will say watching the cycling community in Vancouver over the last couple of years um, with Ruckus coming on the scene. I've never seen so many women out racing bikes. Um, and I mean, yes, granted, I've only been in the community for the past six years. Um, but yeah, raucous racing has really changed things, particularly, I'm going to say, at more of the entry level categories. So for those that are not familiar with bike racing, um, when you start racing, you start in something called category four. And basically that's, that's your first, you've never really done a race before. So that's what you sign up in. And then if you get the, basically, if you win your races, you get upgrade points and then you can choose to upgrade. And I will say also, yeah, on the, the pressure to upgrade, like when I started racing, there was almost nobody racing in category four and category three. So there's huge pressure just to go upgrade to category two so that you could actually race with other women and not race against men. But I just want to circle back on sort of a key word that keeps coming up, and that's racing. And I think I can speak for the greater cycling community when I I do feel like there's a lot of opportunities now for women to go on all women's group rides, um, women adventure rides, Mm -hmm. 
women's basic learn to ride skills clinics have really grown. But yeah, I guess Elliot, maybe touch on this, like why did Ruckus choose to really focus on racing? And why is that so important? Yeah, I mean, I think if I take a step back, and I look personally at my own, like, path through athletics. I played hockey for 16 years. I played competitive hockey. And then when I graduated university and moved out on my own and was working full time, um, you see the opportunities to perform and compete dwindle. Uh, And I think this is especially the case for women. I know there's a stat actually, I don't want to I don't want to say it because I will get it wrong. But it's it is something like 70% of women once once they reach 18, Um, drop out of competitive sport. And that was certainly the case for myself, not for a lack of interest, but more just it felt like a lack of opportunity and like representation. And I was one of the many people that, uh, (laughs) that used COVID as the, um, as a driving force to buy a bike. I found myself obviously with gyms closed and things looking for an outlet to be outside and to be active. And when I bought my bike, I fell in love with it. And I immediately realized that this was something that I could push myself on. Um, and then what I seemed to be missing was the people to do it with um, and a community to surround myself with. So there were several months where I was only riding by myself or with a group of men. I didn't see any women or I would see them, but I didn't know them and I didn't know how to meet them. And so it was this funny thing of the, of having something that I love to do that I could I could push myself with but nobody like me or no one that I could really share it with um, in like a really intimate or personal way. And then that's when I met the core group who would eventually become the founding members of Ruckus at Paul Moffat's Velocity Queen of the Mountain class that he ran in, that he runs in early spring. And all but one of us met in that first class. And it was like lightning had struck in that moment where we all realized that we had a shared passion for um, for sport and were a group of women. And it was like a very special thing to be able to do. And so I, I really do think it is about creating more opportunities just for women to push themselves in a way that is comfortable and, and feels safe, but still to be able to explore the boundaries of performance, whatever that looks like for every woman. I really can't agree more um, with everything that you just said there. I think particularly just that um, really early stage of of having a warm and welcoming community to enter and to say, I want to try this. I want to explore what bike racing is like and having Mm -hmm. coming into sort of that community that helps you get through some of those early hard things like how to pin a number on your jersey the right way. It, it really is. It's like the little things that just having having a community around you makes it that much more welcoming and, and easier to, I think, enjoy it and, and really get hooked. I think that especially for women is what is what enables them to feel confident in coming along. I think that there's less less of a sense of entitlement about belonging in a space that comes naturally like more inherently with being a woman, especially in a male dominated sport. And I can still remember so clearly like I had met the other co-founder of Ruckus, Ramsey, in this um, Queen of the Mountain class. And I hadn't known her for two days when um, when she had messaged, when I had messaged her because she had said that she was going to the first spring series race of the year. And I had just kind of said, I'm, ex- I'm like curious about it. What can you share? And her response was one of like complete open arms where she just said, I have a space in my car, I have a a spot on my bike rack, and you're just going to come with me. And you'll just see what it's like. And that really it was that like extending of a hand that brought me into it. And that has always been what Ruckus has been um, striving to be is just uh, like a welcoming 
a welcoming group for people who are who are exploring what racing can be. So I totally agree with the early days welcoming committee within sport. Yeah. And I, I do think it makes me think of just the corporate world too, where there's so many statistics around how women won't apply for a job unless they can actually meet and check every single requirement that's posted in the job posting. Whereas men be like, ah, yeah. oh, I've, I've like kind of checked one of these criteria. I'm going to put my resume mm-hmm. in. And I definitely think of that of like, you don't want to be late. You don't want to do put your number wrong and you don't want to um, show up with like your bike set up incorrectly and all of that. So yeah, having, having that buddy there to welcome you in is so key. And I do, I'm curious. So Ruckus is going into its second year. You've seen the, is that correct? Yeah. Second year. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ruckus is going into its second year. You've watched the Vancouver cycling community evolve around what Ruckus has done. There's more women's teams popping up, but I'm curious, what do you see is missing? Like what's going to unlock the, the next level of women's participation in bike racing? I think it's a great question. And I think I want to start with saying I don't think that there's a silver bullet to solving or improving women's participation in sport, and in this case, cycling more specifically. But one thing that I do feel really strongly about is ensuring that there are races and individual start times for women, regardless of the number of women that are showing up to those start lines. And I'll explain this a little bit more. So within the Vancouver racing community, Yes, the women's groups are growing. However, they're still much smaller than the men's group. So let's say we have a 100 women female racers um, versus 1,000 male racers. Ultimately, what that means is that that same 100 women have to continue showing up race after race um, in order to justify their start times, them having a spot in the race at all, whereas only 100 men of that 1000 would have to show up in order to complete the race and to make it for the race organizers to be able to justify having that race. And so there is this burden of expectation that falls on female racers that I, I think leads to burnout of of these athletes, especially for women who are just exploring competitive sport again for the first time. I know certainly from my first year of racing, I felt like I had to show up to every single race. And the narrative was and was said to me directly, like, we need to make sure we have enough women out. Can you bring your full team out? We need to make sure that there are enough women on the start line. And that happened week over week. And I did burn out my first season. And I, th- I think that there just needs to be a guarantee if there is true commitment to to growing female stages, that there will be there will be races for women and that we can be as selective as men are. With- I certainly I think I never really appreciated that. Um, but I do remember having being in that group chat in the early days of of everyone messaging each other saying, let's make sure we all come out. If we all show up, we can get our own start. If not, we need to race guys which again like I personally I love racing with the guys so it wasn't as big of an issue but I know a few a few women that stopped racing um and only came back recently again now that the numbers are higher because they just don't want to race with the guys but they do love racing and there is it's it's a little bit different and so I I never thought of that and just yeah the effort of working with race organizers and giving them that that level of trust and I can see that actually where now that there's more opportunities off-road too with gravel races overlapping with road races, 
people are getting pulled in different directions a little bit. So yeah, I think that that is going to become more and more important and, and a really good point. And I can totally appreciate like, it becomes a bit of like a chicken and the egg as well for race organizers, because I don't think it's lost on any of us that organizing races is like an incredibly challenging endeavor between road permits and volunteers, and just the costs. So I I do think that there has to be a balance between the two. But I, I do think if if it's really like women's racing is important, then I think we have to see an application to either consolidate the men's race times the same way you would consolidate the women's yeah. race times or holding the women's the women's race times firm to show that um, there will be space consistently. So I, I know it's not a it's not an easy task. This is why it hasn't been solved yet. But it's something that I think um, is worth exploring for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess shifting um, maybe a little bit to just the future a little bit. Um, Ruckus, I know, has been pretty quiet on social media, but has been teasing some some big fun things for the coming year. So tell tell me a little bit about what Ruckus has planned this year um, and maybe the thing that you're most looking forward to for the team. Yeah, I think what we we were blown away, I think, to start with the level of... um, of appetite and the number of applications we received to join the 2024 racing season with Ruckus. We had, I think it was 34 applicants. Wow. Which is which was really incredible. And I think what got me the most excited was the majority of the of the women who applied had not raced before. Oh, so fun. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Like and it, it really like validated to me what Ruckus is doing, which is like creating interest in the in the racing community and making it look approachable and accessible for other women which has always been what I've endeavored to do and we've endeavored to do and so that was really cool and so I'm really excited we have 19 racers on the roster this year (laughs) which is super exciting from 11 from last year Um, so big growth we wanted to be careful to make sure that we um, we're bringing on a balanced team. And of course, like, as you know, <laughs> running a cycling team is like a full-time job on the side, it feels like. And so, yeah, yeah, so I wanted to make sure that we were also like making sure that we were still providing value to racers um, and we were still being able to foster a tight-knit community. So we'll see what that looks like. But if I if I think about what I'm the most excited about, it is just in bringing this new, infusing the cycling community with this like new energy from a group of women who are super excited and keen to get started and keen to participate. Because I think like as if we think about the funnel through into performance and competitive cycling, it does start with Cat 4. And so I'm excited to bring in like a really excited, rambunctious group of Cat 4 women racers. We will see obviously some balance into the into the two and threes as well. But just so excited to bring in some um, some of that energy, which I think is uh, it always makes for really fun, like after race beers and things, which is my favorite part about the racing community. So, yeah, I think I think that would that would be it. That's so awesome. And yeah, I mean, first, a hats off to building what you've built. Um, it's really amazing. And those numbers are incredible. And I will just say for any female racers out there or fans of women's road cycling, and gravel racing too. <laughs> Definitely go follow Ruckus on Instagram because I think every time one of their posts comes up, I, I giggle and I just am like, this is what, what it's all about. This is what women's bike racing should be like. And definitely, I think you're building a model for other communities to to follow. And to. I'm hoping the next step is that you get like a, an email from somebody maybe on the East Coast or in Ontario saying, hey, I want to do what you guys did. Help. <laughs> 
Um, and I think that would that would be like a huge success metric. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm so excited to to watch Ruckus of this coming year and watch you guys continue to grow and and also Elliot to watch your progression in the sport and to hopefully actually line up next to you on a start line as well as teammates. I think that's <laughs> a little teaser of of stay tuned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, hats hats off to everything you've done and um, keep keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks so much, Isabella. Thanks for having having me on, on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks.